Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hi, this is Joseph with Sci-Fi Graveyard, hosted by The Heart of Geek. Before we get started with tonight's episode, I know things are still crazy right now. I know a lot of people are still suffering with anxiety and depression. I am one of those people. And I just want you to know that there are people who care about you. There are people that love you, whether it be a suicide prevention hotline or your best friend or your family member. Please reach out to someone and talk to them. Know these three things. You are not crazy. You are not alone. And secrets do make you sicker. So please reach out and talk to someone. Again, please. Uh, we, we do care about you. And we want to make sure that everyone's safe and happy and healthy moving forward. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. We're back into the actual realm of science fiction, even though I do consider Happy Death Day a sci-fi movie because of the sissy. But today we're going to be talking about Alita Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel was released in theaters on Valentine's Day of 2019. This movie was directed by Robert Rodriguez and stars Rosa Salazar, Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, and even though he doesn't have a huge role in it, and I just like him, I'm going to mention him anyways, Jackie Earl Haley. It was written by James Cameron and Leta Caligridis. I'm probably butchering that name. My apologies. It is based on the graphic novel series or uh, manga Gunnam by Yukito Kishiro, and I'm probably butchering that as well, so my, my apologies. <laughs> Which in North America is known as Battle Angel Alita. Uh, the movie had a budget of $170 million, and according to Google, it had a box office of $405 million worldwide. So it actually made money, even though it wasn't like a, you know, everything has to make a billion dollars now, or it's considered a flop. But uh, I'd say it made double what it cost to make, um, which is good for an obscure anime. But a little history of the character of Alita. Alita, or Gally, as what she is known as in the original Japanese version, um, was originally named Yoko before her amnesia. She's the main protagonist. She's known for her fighting prowess as a practitioner of the powerful Martian cyborg martial art, Panzer Kunst, uh, which Panzer means tank or armor, Kunst means art, so art of the tank or art of the armor. And her racing skill at motorball, which um, is apparently very similar to rollerball as in the 1975 movie, which is the most popular sport in the western district of Scrapyard in the manga. Alita is occasionally referred to as octopus lips, and that's in quote, due to her pouty expression. Alita's background and history were briefly hinted at, but were not explored until Last Order, which is one of the OVAs, which I do explain in a little bit what an OVA is, and more extensively in Mars Chronicle, which is like the third OVA, which reveals that in her previous life, she was, a highly, instru was highly instrumental in creating the world within the manga series are set. Uh, Ali takes a variety of roles through the manga, starting out as a licensed bounty hunter known as a hunter warrior, which she does also in the film. She lit briefly in the film. Uh, she later becomes a motorball player nicknamed the killing angel and eventually the top league champion. After which she retired from the game, became a part-time fight instructor and a bar singer. And there's actually a lot here. I'm going to actually kind of skip some of the stuff I did put in here just for time constraints. Um, and in the original manga, Gali or Alita was the name of Ido's pet black cat who passed away before he found the remains of the cyborg, or, cyborg girl, I can't talk, in the Typhair's junkyard, which is 
how he finds her in the movie at the very beginning. He finds her in a scrapyard. Galley the, Galley the cat was actually a boy and Ito's friend. Gunzu comments that it's strange to name a female cyborg after a male cat. Uh, the cat makes an appearance in the manga as part of a dream. In this, Alita is named Alita after Ito's daughter that was killed in a robbery, botched a robbery, uh, from a drug addict, basically, uh, that was part cyborg and, and killed his daughter. And let's see here. Do, 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 do. Uh, so this movie was announced in 2003, uh, Alita Battle Angel, which premiered in 2019. Uh, sorry, my throat just got dried. I'm sorry. Uh, this movie <laughs> was announced in 2003, and this movie is set several centuries in the future. The abandoned Alita is found in the scrapyard of Iron City by Ido, played by Christoph Waltz, a compassionate cyber doctor who takes the unconscious cyborg Alita to his clinic. When Alita awakens, she has no memory of who she is, nor does she have any recognition of the world she finds herself in. As Alita learns to navigate her new life in the treacherous streets of Iron City, Ido tries to shield her from her mysterious past. And that's kind of the basis of the movie. Now they do do the stuff with the motorball, and she does meet the character of Hugo, which I was going to say this to the end, but I'm going to say it now. He's the fucking stupidest character in this movie, and I didn't like him. I hope he's better in the anime. Um, he's which about one? the same, really. Her, her boy, her boyfriend, quote unquote boyfriend, Hugo. Oh, Hugo. Oh, the main yeah. dude. Yeah, like yeah. In the anime, you know, it's like way darker than uh, than this movie is, and it probably makes sense why they made it a little bit lighter in in the first place. I think it kind of made it better, but like uh, Hugo was uh, a guy that. It, it, everything was about the same. The The only difference is, is that he really didn't give a shit about, like, killing the people. Like, he would oh, take the parts and do all that stuff. He didn't have no qualms in doing any of that. Okay. So, so, there, there wasn't no, that much difference. The only thing is that they made him more sympathetic in this movie they made him more than what they did in the anime. And, and when we get done and we start talking about the movie, I'll tell you why I think he's a dumbass. Um, in this, but I'm going to just go through with some more of the trivia. Um, this film was reportedly delayed due to James Cameron's work on Avatar and its sequels. After years of languishing in development hell, Robert Rodriguez was announced as the film's director in April of 2016 with Rosa Salazar, who we mentioned last time as I knew her from the Star Trek short Trek. Cause even though that came out after Alita battle angel, I actually saw the short trek before initially watching Alita. And I honestly, I like her a lot better than this than I did in that short trek. Even though that short trek was funny, um, it, it's weird. It's, it's called The Trouble with Edward. And it's about him genetically altering tribbles aboard her ship. Um, I wrote it somewhere else in my notes. So if I see it, I'll mention <laughs> it in passing. But it, it was probably not my, it wasn't my favorite. Um, she just didn't strike me as very Starfleet type. If when I recall the the short trek, even though I do like the short treks, um, it, it was my my least favorite one. But anyway, she was being cast following uh, the following month. Uh, so in May of 2016, principal photography began in Austin, Texas, in October of 2016. So she was in her early 30s when she made this. So she looks a lot younger than she actually is. So she looks very youthful, like. In this movie, was shooting from October through February. Uh, James Cameron had wanted to direct and produce a feature film adaptation of Battle Angel Alita since 1995, but the project stalled for two prior commitments and his own interest to direct Titanic and the technology had not caught up with the story. These are two different sources talking about this movie, uh, but to me, they seem to go parallel with each other. Um, he wanted to do justice to Kirishiro's work, World of Alita. Uh, this is the highest budgeted film directed by Robert Rodriguez. It is also his first PG-13 movie. All previous films are either rated R or PG. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I thought this was rated R because she does drop an F-bomb in the fight, one of the fights, before she gets her ass kicked. So I thought maybe this was a rated R, but you could tell with them using blue fluid for blood, they were going for a different rating. This movie marks the first professional collaboration between James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez. 
However, due to commitments to the Avatar movies, uh, Cameron could only serve as a producer and one of the screenwriters. And then I do have a quote from Robert Rodriguez. Uh, he goes, this just doesn't happen. Guys like Quentin Tarantino and Jim only write scripts for themselves to direct. When Avatar became the biggest movie of all time, he told me that he's going to spend the rest of his career making Avatars. So I said, what happens to Battle Angel then? Because as a fan, I, I was just interested. And he said, I don't think I'll ever get to that. Hey, if you can figure out the script, you can shoot it. So I took it home and spent all summer working on it, cut it down to 130 to 125 pages without cutting anything that he missed. Hmm. Sorry, air bubble. It was a great gift. We had a blast. Anytime I had a question, I could just call him or email him, and he would send back these hugely detailed answers that were so helpful. He just loves being the producer that he always wants. They, the, the guy's just so freaking smart. Getting to learn from someone like that was the greatest internship ever. And again, um, uh, there's the notes about the, the short track. Uh, she played Captain Lynn Lucero in The Trouble of Air. Edward, which was about newly minted Captain Lynn Lucero, is excited to take command of the U.S. Cabot. Okay, Cabot! If you're an MST3 campaign, Cabot! Uh, that is until she meets Edward Larkin, an honorary scientist who believes he has found a re revolutionary new use for tribbles, and he's apparently the reason they're born pregnant. Um, the movie opens with uh, Ito finding Alita in the junkyard, and this opening scene is similar to the opening sequence of Battle Angel, 1993. Many scenes in this movie were taken almost frame by frame from the scenes of Battle Angel. And Battle Angel, known in Japan as Gunnam, again, is a 1993 OVA based on the Battle Angel Alita manga series, which those who don't know, OVA, OVA is the, it stands for Original Video Animation. It's abbreviated as an OVA as sometimes, or and sometimes as OAV, which I have, I've known it as OAV. They're basically Japanese animated films and series made specifically for home media release. So to release directly to DVD or release directly to VHS, which would be when Battle Angel was made. So it's not showing on TV first or being in a theatrical release. So basically it's a uh, it means, it so means direct to video. And I, I had to look that up. So I didn't know what that meant either. Uh, yeah, because I was trying to figure out, I thought they were just like offshoot because I mean, there's a lot of animes that I watch that just they say like OVAs or whatever on there, and most yeah. of them are like kind of like offshoot stories that don't even really go with the story most times. So, yeah, they're like, just that, like that's why I didn't realize that that's like stuff where they would just make a video for I'm like straight the video instead of yeah like the actual season, which is kind of weird. But it it is. It's kind of like it's a special. It's special. I just remember with this movie, there was like so much hate on this movie before it was even released, mostly because of there was a lot of things. There was like the eye shape. It was, I think there was the choice of actress too. I didn't remember seeing, I, I don't remember them hating on Rosa Salazar, but. Well, they were talking about the eyes, how the eyes were bigger, or like, no, maybe it was. That they were hating, that they didn't like how the eyes were as big as they were, or the opposite way, like they wanted them bigger to be like I more like the anime person. I do remember them something about the eyes. I actually liked it. I mean, you know, I don't know why I never saw this in theaters. Maybe because in 2019 I just wasn't going to theaters that much. Well, um, there's a lot of other movies at the same time when this movie came out. I can't remember I which movies specifically, but I think that uh, there was like a few that I remember that I watched instead of this one, and I just waited until it came out on DVD before I watched it. I and actually just straight purchased it on Vudu. I didn't even watch it before then. I just bought it because I heard so much good things about it because I've heard a lot of good about this movie. Um, maybe, maybe I just was out of the loop for the the you know coming to theaters um because all i remember is when this came out people were talking about captain marvel and this and then a lot of the fandom oh, yeah, because i think it came out around the same time yeah people were comparing this and 
and Captain Marvel. A lot of the Phantom Menace people were talking about how great this was compared to Captain Marvel. And honestly, after my second viewing of Alita Battle Angel, I actually liked it a lot more the second time than the first time I watched it. So I don't know why that was. Maybe I was more engaged with the story because I was using a more analytical mind when I watched it the second time instead of just having it on sitting in my couch. Yeah. Like for me, for this one, I actually, uh, I think one of the best things about it is uh, the action. The action's really good. I I always love Christoph Waltz too. Like, like most movies that he's been in, I've always liked his acting and stuff. And then same with Jennifer Connelly. And same with Mahershala Ali, which I'm intrigued with his Blade stuff. I'm hoping that he does pretty well at that when that uh, movie comes out. He was Vector, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. There he was, yeah. I uh, actually actually like I liked all the characters in this movie except for Hugo. <laughs> well, I I agree. I get why people wouldn't care for his character all that much because, I mean, he's not like a super likable character anyway, and he was no. trying to make him sympathetic because, you know, trying to make the romance stuff happen in it, and it felt a bit forced, right? A it bit did forced. a little bit. That's what I'm saying. It felt a bit forced for for the movie, and it felt a bit out of place for it. Like, did she really need to like fall in love with him? I, I mean, I don't think it would have changed anything. No, I know why they, they kept it that way because that, that's how the anime, anime. was. Yeah, anime. stuff. Like, I understand that, and but like. Sir, as like he he is definitely my least favorite character out of the whole thing. The main point is like the action, though. All the action's great in this movie, and I forgot who plays is that one character. I forgot his name. The one where she like destroys him in like one of the beginning fights, and then he upgrades later on or whatever. Not the big Jackie Daly, which is shocking to me. Oh, great. Oh, really? Yeah, it doesn't he, look he, anything he, like I it. No, it doesn't. That's why I didn't realize it was him. I was like, yeah, we're that's what I was like, what? The movie. Um, when he, when his character yeah, killed the dog, when his character killed that little dog that we meet at the beginning that she saves from the, the, the warrior hunter robot, the Ed, I'm going to call it yeah. an Ed 209 because that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the Ed 209s from Robocop. Um, he, oh, I wanted him to die because as oh. soon as he hurt that dog, I'm like, "You motherfucker! I want you to die." <laughs> and, per, and pretty much that's what happens in the OVA too. It's like that. I'm like, I think it's more like gross happening too. But I was thinking about Zapan, that guy, like Ed Screen. I've seen him in like, a, or at least I'm thinking that I'm saying his name right. I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff, but he was mainly in Deadpool. He was the one that played. Um, oh, he was. He, he was, was also in Game of Thrones. He was Francis. Oh yeah, he was in Dead. <laughs> I forgot he was in Game of Thrones too. I forgot like, uh, his actual like character name, but uh, Dario. Yeah, he was in like he was in like three episodes. It was he, Dario Naharis. He was. Oh, I didn't recognize him. He he was in. He was totally Francis because it says yeah. Ajax. Well, that's and, how I, that's what I was saying. I remember seeing him, and I like him as an actor. So, like, if he pulls off being a good bad guy too, it's like always a good thing for me yeah. whenever I see it. So I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They ended up. I'm like, I didn't even realize that Jackie Earl Haley was that character either. Like, well, did you know Michelle you Rodriguez me, was in it? I thought she was in it, but but I didn't remember. And then I watched it. I'm like, she's in one of the back. She's in some of the flashbacks. She's the mentor. She plays yeah, the she, mentor. Yeah, she's the one mentoring her. And you could definitely tell Michelle Rodriguez has, like, a very distinct voice. And you're yeah. like, her. And and I love Michelle Rodriguez. So I, I was happy that she was in this. She's not really on the main credits or anything like that. Yeah, and then Casper Van Dien was in it too. Jai Courtney has a cameo as the uh, the motorball 
the the motorball yeah, racer. Yeah, showed his face. He was the yeah. He was the one like complaining in the pit bay, yeah, and probably everyone would probably be like, "Oh my god, John Courtney, get out of this movie." The one that <laughs> I, I recognized the most was Jeff Fahey, though. Huh? Jeff, Jeff Fahey. He played the one with all the dogs. I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with him as an actor, so although yeah, you're I not as old as I am, so that's probably almost, why. Almost. He was in movies like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, okay. but he was I in like movies like about. Silverado and Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Okay. So I, so, I mainly remember him in Lawnmower Man, if anything. I would have. I never saw Lawnmower Man, which is weird because my mom is like a big, she would have. And I know he was in Planet Terror, too. And like Planet Terror. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in Dark Man, too, or at least the third one. I don't remember if, I don't think he was in the first or the second one, but well, I know he was he in was Lost the third also, one. but yeah. But uh, I'm looking up, I'm looking he's at been yeah, in a lot of stuff. Man 3. I mean, yeah. He was, he was the one that was very um, recognizable to me. When I... And it seemed oh, like see, he I always should, played I should, I should too. Okay, so I've seen him in Psycho 3, but I haven't seen Psycho 3 since like the early 90s. Dude, and, watch but, it, Psycho uh, Silver, 3, what the hell? Silverado, my mom, my mom, I'm a mad, that's a Western. My mom wasn't big in the Westerns growing up. I guess your parent, your dad was. So maybe he will. We he had liked. all types of yeah, movies. Yeah. So. Our, okay. So my mom's, my mom's taste in films, we watched a lot of horror growing up, which is why I don't watch a lot of horror now because I watch so much damn horror. I'm like very, very. Yeah, like kind of burn out of it. Yeah. I'm burned out. And I, I mean, for, I, for a while for myself, like, too. For, uh, for a while myself, I didn't watch a lot of horror movies either. Like there was some like, like it follows and some other uh, horror movies that I was like interested in, but like it was like, uh, if I f- find the time or like eventually I'll watch the movies or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I've watched like millions of horror movies. Like I'm pretty much like a couple of shelves in my room right now are like just filled with horror movies. Like at least a couple of the shelves is nothing but horror movies. And, I mean, I'm not to the extent where, like, there's, uh, like, found flicks and certain other YouTubes, uh, YouTubers, or I think Dead Meat is another one where he has, like, a whole wall full of horror movies. That's yeah, like I, to me, I, but... I, 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 he's, like, he's, he's recently kind of ignited some of the horror back into my life with the Happy Death Day movies, and I, and a lot of the ones I watch... I'd seen I watched one of those ones from the 70s because he had it on the show. But I've always I'm more of a sci-fi action adventure kind of movie person. I mean, I like thought-provoking movies too. Like there's been times where I've watched a documentary. Best one I ever I've watched two that were really good. I can't remember the name of the one. It was basically about these people that went to North Korea to help do cataract surgery on the people of North Korea. And you could see how brainwashed the North Koreans are to hate the United States because, and this was when Kim Jong-il was still alive. So like, they were like, with my vision, I hope to kill many Americans and stuff like that. It was crazy. It was a good documentary. And then the other one I watched was really good. It's called the death of electric car, death of the electric car from the nineties. And you can see how California is the reason why the EV one electric car was killed. It was all California. And so if you like documentaries, watch those too. But I'm looking at my voodoo collection because that's where actually most of my um, horror is. I have like the Friday the 13th movies, the first eight, um, Happy Death Day, The Return of the Living Dead, Return of the Living yeah, Dead Part 2. I forgot two. to tell you, like one of the mo- movies that we should do on this podcast is probably Valerian. Did you ever watch that one? Valerian? It was, no, it was I- made from the dude that did Fifth Element. I want like it, you talk- it, it's just weird, but like it, I like that movie too. Yeah, it the- seems like you'd fit perfectly for the the podcast, definitely. Because I mean, like it failed, it bombed in theaters. Cara Delavine was in it. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, I forgot the main dude. He's in it's the Science of Sleep and a bunch of other movies. Dandy Dehan, Dandy. 
Dayton DeHaan, isn't it? Yeah, and Rihanna's in it too. So uh, I'm looking up the movie real quick. Valerian <laughs> and the City of a Thousand Planets, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know he was like, this movie was an um, inspiration for a lot of sci fi because the story's old. Um, yeah, Rihanna had a big role in it, bigger than I thought she was going to have. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people were talking about that, and she was one of the highlights of the movie. I remember seeing it, and it wasn't a bad film, but like I just figure, knowing that we're talking about like, especially Elite Battle Angel and stuff like that, and how we're talking about some of them, I figured that that would probably be a good one to mention too. Oh, well, we could probably do that one. I haven't seen this movie. I was on the fence about wanting to see it. I've heard it. I've heard it's good, but it just didn't do very well, and that's like the big thing because it was based. I think it's like a problem, like kind of like Alita. Some of them are hard, harder to like. I mean, granted, we got see a better CGI and a bunch of other things, but like it's harder to uh, put into like the. trying to imagine the world of like in these books because most of the time in the books you're imagining things like and that's why uh, so like sometimes your impression in your mind is going to be totally different from like everybody else's so i mean even if this person wrote this book and then decided to like the only person that would have the true vision of like having it exactly where it would come out to look exactly the way that they pictured it would probably be the actual person that wrote the book. But, uh, like, I think that's why it's kind of tough because sometimes, especially if somebody really loves the series, they're probably going to get pissed off at the movie if it's not what they imagined. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's why some book movies fail and some of them don't just because it just it, it depends on like how harder uh, like how much you like the scale is how much it fits towards the book and stuff like that and like especially in like huge series like how the Artemis Fowl failed and some other ones where they completely changed huge bits of the movie and then it eventually failed on the movie just because of that i mean you could say that about like ender's game the movie they well, took so not- much they they took so much out of the book i mean we're not going to get into deep into ender's game but because i actually kind of want to do this movie as well on sci-fi graveyard because i actually read the book and i like the book the book why well, I, I say i read the book i read the, i listened to the audiobook because of the job i had at the time it was way better to listen to audiobooks than have time to sit down and read yeah and so so i i want to do ender's game um i do want to do valerian and there was one more i was looking at well that's what i was saying Uh, i figured it would be in the wheelhouse but i mean like that's what i'm saying with alita too is knowing that seeing like ghost in the shell is a good one too because i I mean the movie i liked a lot but I mean, anyway, we're getting off track anyway. <laughs> I'm we haven't even really track. talked about Alita yet, too. Well, I'm going to get back to track, but I am going to say this because this was something I thought about when when I talk about Ghost in the Shell, I'm talking about the 2017 with Scarlett Johansson. I'm not talking about the anime from '96, which I um. When I was when I was watching Alita Battle Angel, I remember them having like this huge problem with Scarlett Johansson playing Major because this story takes place in Japan and she's supposed to be Jap- Japanese. But the whole thing about Major, like Scarlett, her body, that's not her real body. Her soul is in that body. So her soul is a, a Japanese girl in this artificial body. And I remember people making a big stink about it, and I didn't think it was a big deal. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm a white dude, so I guess my opinion doesn't, you know, that might piss some people off that I didn't have a problem with it. But um, I didn't really think anything of it because I just thought of it as a movie. If she was the best actress for the role, whatever. I mean, 
and we won't get too far into that because I do know what I want to talk about next time on Sci-Fi Graveyard. And it, it's going to talk about stuff like this. A little controversial, I guess. But because I remember watching an interview and they were interviewing people in Tokyo and they're asking, so what do you think about Scarlett Johansson playing Major? And they're like, well, if she looks like her, who cares? You know, and that's what some of them were saying. A lot of them were saying. So I, I really don't have an opinion for or against. I, I didn't care. I just wanted a good movie. I And I remember them being so mad about Scarlett Johansson playing Major, but I don't remember people complaining about Rosa Salazar playing Alita because Alita technically would either be a Japanese girl because she's in an anime series, even though they, I, from the, I believe in the movie Iron City takes, according to what I found, uh, the hunters got congregate in a bar called Kansas. And apparently the manga actually takes place Iron City, which in the, the, the manga is called Scrapyard. It's in Kansas City, Missouri. So this takes place in the Midwest of the United States. So maybe that's why there wasn't such a big hubbub about Rosa Salazar playing Alita versus um, Scarlett well, Johansson playing I Major. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a combination of things. I think the Rosa Salazar chick, yeah, like, I don't think it was on the same scale or something. I don't know. Maybe. And sometimes it seems like they just pick a molehill to fight on, pretty much. And and, I'm, and you know, I've... because I mean, I know that Ghost in the Shell is such a huge, iconic anime. It's like it I is. Just, it's, I, I was just I watching it as a kid. Pictures for Cowboy Bebop, right? And that's like one of my all-time favoriteest animes. Like, because it's one of the first that got me into anime in the first place. Like, it was like that and Trigun and stuff like that. And, and they're doing a live action film, or I think it might be a series. That'd be dope if it was a series. But, like, they were showing pictures of the characters, and sometimes it's like you, you've seen the anime so much, you're just like, uh, like, you're just hoping that they do it well enough. Especially no, in- I'm not. Yeah, I feel you. But we can get. Let's get back to to yeah. uh, Alita. But I brought that up because that is something I thought about while watching Alita: Battle Angel. I'm like, people were upset about Scarlet playing Major, and I don't have anything in Scarlet Johansson. I like her, so I was actually okay. That's one reason I was more okay with her in the role, just because I like Scarlet Johansson. And I didn't really know Rosa Salazar until the short track. And then I was like, oh, she's Alita. And then I watched Alita Battle Angel and I was like, oh, I like this movie. You know, I don't really. When it, I guess it depends on the situation. If I'm like, why are they changing stuff versus I'm okay with it? It, it all depends, I guess, on the situation. And that's my take on it. I know I'm just some dude sitting in his computer chair, sitting at a desk, but that's how I feel. But back to, uh, back to Alito, because we do go on tangents. And I'm, the only reason I'm okay with us going on tangents so much is because you could tell that we love movies and when we talk about a certain movie it brings up other things that we love and so that's one reason why i do get okay with the tangents i i I know we should probably stick to a more scripted format and stay hard-nosed but i like that i want our personalities to show when we talk about stuff and not sound like robots so that's why some of the stuff I didn't realize who Rosa Salazar was. Like, I didn't realize. It must be, like, one of the chicks that was. Because it shows that she was in the Maze Runner and in the Bird Box. Yeah. And I I wasn't even paying attention that's who it was. I mean, I don't know. Like, I definitely think that, uh, like, I don't know. It seems weird to even, like. Think it was a bad, um, like for people to complain on stuff. Sometimes I wish that they would just enjoy the films for what they are. Sometimes I think, especially knowing that this one was super close to the anime, the only thing different was that it was a lot bloodier in the the OVA compared to the movie, and you could tell that they were trying to hit to a broader audience, right? They they were trying to go to a bigger audience so i think that's why they toned down the blood and that's why they made some of the characters more sympathetic than 
they were in the okay. Okay, so she's, Rosa Salazar was also in Insurgent, which is a, a young adult sci-fi post-apocalyptic Hunger Games. T- well, yeah. came out in the in the Twilight started the shit. Uh, the Hunger Games was at least good, and I mean we could do the Hunger Games too because well, well I mean the Hunger Games as well. The Hunger Games, and they want to like say like it was its own creation, but it was totally ripped off Blood Battle Royale, which is another. People, yeah, people say it, it was ripped totally, off Battle Royale, it was but definitely ripped. But that's off. an but that's like, an anime I mean, too. So I mean, not saying that they didn't so. make an original story out of it, right? Like, I mean, it's a good series. I've read all the novels. Same with I've read all the novels for uh, Divergent, the whole series. And that's a good series, too. But, yeah, like, a lot of them around that time were a bunch of these. Whereas Hunger Games, then it was, like, I think City of Bones came out at the same time around there. And then Divergent and stuff like that. It's kind of, you know, if Alita and the technology was around back when 2012, 2013, maybe it would have done better because I think it would have fit in that YA niche. Not that it, I consider it YA, but it, it does, at least the movie lends itself to being in that same basket. Um, I, and this is nothing, this isn't a knock. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I wish it had done better theatrically than it did because I think it deserved to do better than it did. Because well, you could I tell mean, that they Robert, made something else into it too. Like, I think yeah, they had more books that they could have they made could've. into another movie if they wanted yeah. to, but. Because obviously this one didn't do well enough because we would, they would be talking about the sequel, you know, because they're, they obviously were. They were obviously setting up a universe and a sequel. And Robert Rodriguez, you know, I thought this movie was, you could tell that he's a great director. I mean, the movie's directed really well. Who doesn't love Christoph Waltz? Um, I think Jennifer Connolly's character's turnaround because she was a bad guy for most of the movie. And then all of a sudden she's like, I love you, Alita. But like, I think that's the main arc, too. I say that more in jest because yeah. like I think that was the only arc out of the whole movie too that was made up for the movie. I think yeah, that was she, the, because she, that wasn't in the OVA was the whole her thing like where she was like I love you and all that stuff. I think that was like stuff that Robert Rodriguez did. But yeah. I mean not saying that it didn't fit with the story of the movie too. No, it fit, but I just think her change was kind of out of the blue. Um, I do feel bad what happens to her after she decides she wants to change. Um, I guess she saw her daughter because um, let's to go back to the movie when Christoph Waltz Ito finds Alita. We never learn what her real name is in the movie, so she's gonna she's Alita. Um, she she's only known as ninety nine in in the movie, so we don't know what her actual name was. So Alita needs a new body because she's basically just um, upper chest uh, above the breasts, uh, no shoulders. And then her head, she's bald, but she's still alive because her heart's still intact. Cause so, I, I don't remember seeing her heart when he found her, but that's kind of like where she, where he, how he finds her. That's what's left of her body. And so I don't know how much of her body was synthetic skin. Um, Cause we never really see her in the past where she's you know not in some sort of battle armor and so he finds a he brings down a body because his daughter we mentioned was killed she was um she was in a wheelchair and they were going to build her give her a body so she could walk and so he gives that to alita and alita's actually since alita's basically martian she's a martian they call her a berserker and so she's basically a soldier so she's her heart and everything's more powerful than the suit that she has the body that she has so they find in the movie they find a crash ship and she recovers a battle suit and a battle body and then after her first body is destroyed which um she's fighting jackie earl haley 
um, after he kills the dog, he he defeats her. She she gets a good win on him. She takes his eye out, and he uh, he he destroys her body, and then he she's rescued by Hugo. And Hugo is a part stripper in this movie. Him and his two friends, and he, he oh, he's a fucking idiot. Uh, let me talk about more trivia before I start going on and why. I think <laughs> Uh, the film uh, while live action was done with CG animation and shot in 3D using a stereo imaging system that James Cameron had been developing. A lot of this information is on the IMDb, Wikipedia. I even found an Alita Battle Angel wiki, so I found some information there. So, um, And I like the way Robert Rodriguez shot the second motorball sequence. He based it on NASCAR. So he used like physics of real cameras in placement seen in NASCAR. And so to make it look and keep it as real world as possible. And so I thought that was really cool. That's where all the, all the motorball competitors are trying to kill Alita after she gets her, uh, her battle body. Um, let's see here. Some of the, uh, some of the world's top inline skaters performed as the motorball competitors and Katie Ketchum uh, was the double for Rosa Salazar during these sequences while Salazar was skating off the side, capturing facial expressions for the camp reference cameras. Uh, both Ketchum's and Salazar's performance were combined in post-production. Uh, James Cameron has a cameo. Uh, Hugo says to Alita, I'll be willing to do what it takes. This phrase morphs from Keenan Johnson's voice. First part to James Cameron's second part is fully James Cameron's voice. James Cameron is known to have a voice kit cameo in all his films. Um, Jorge Lindeborg Jr. plays Tanji. He's one of those friends of Hugo. Um, he's the one that he's, he's the one that gets killed by Francis's character, Zapan. Zapan. Yeah, he's the and, one that's cut in half. Cut in half. And again, and now I'm at the part where I talk about who Hugo is the stupidest character in the movie. Well, let me get this off the. T I mean, I'm probably not going to say a lot, but it just frustrates me. He, he. Okay, I don't think he's stupid with Zapan chasing him and the fake, the becoming a criminal that he was. I'm not going to say he was framed because he was a criminal. He was stripping cyborgs for their parts, which is how Jackie Earl Haley got an upgrade. He got that's how he got the, the chain fingers from a motorball player that was kidnapped and stripped by Hugo and his gang. So these people are he's an Hugo's an asshole. Like I kept waiting for him to turn on Alita, I'm not gonna lie. But he gets oh, his yeah. new I think I th I thought the same thing too. I thought he was gonna sabotage her or something at one point and it just never happened. Yeah, when she, especially when she offered it her heart. Because, like, I, I, th I do think that Lolita was a little naive. I don't know, like, way naive. I don't know if she's like that in the manga. See, I haven't watched the, read the manga or watched the OAVs or the anime. Uh, I really would like to because I've, I've heard – I was reading some reviews of Battle Angel from 93, and apparently it's really good. Um, it's got a lot of story in it, and I like story. I feel like the story in Alita Battle Angel was kind of rushed – so some, and that's why I think uh, Jennifer Connelly's character's Sharon's turnaround kind of seems out of the blue. Um, but Hugo, and this leads me to thinking Hugo is the dumbest character in this movie. They turn his body in, aside from his head, to the hunter, the hunter warriors. She gets the, I guess she gets the ran, the ransom, the thirty thousand credits or whatever. And then that's how she stages upon, which I actually wanted him to die because I felt that's what he deserved, his, up, his comeuppance. But I, her slicing off his face and taking his sword, I guess, works. She sliced off his face. And because they had made jokes about it and set it up at the beginning where they fought in, a, in Can, at Kansas, the bar. And the reason I think he's stupid is Christoph Waltz, Ito, Gives him a new body, puts save the the uh, Sharon and Alita save save Hugo, 
save his life because he was going to be killed and gives him this new body. And what's the first thing he does? He goes to climb the fucking tether to the, the city, the sky. And I can't remember the name of the city. I'm really bad with names. So, but the, and that plays into the history of Alita. She was actually trying to bring that city down as a, on, as a war with uh, Mars, the uh, with Mars, because so apparently Alita's Martian, she's from Mars, and that's what led to the fall, which is where there's the Sky City and then the the Iron City, which is on Earth. And he's so he gets his new body. He escapes from the hunter gather the hunter warriors. I keep on saying hunter gatherers, uh, hunter warriors. And then what's the first thing he does? He tries to go to the fucking city. And guess what happens? He fucking dies. After, and it's like in the movie span of 10 minutes, he gets a new body and then gets killed. Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff between then that happens in the manga, but it just it's makes him look. In the OVA, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> it makes like him his, look His like, body gets destroyed, and then they, they leave it open like he's still okay, right? But like essentially, it happens out the exact same way. And I, I remember when I saw it, I thought it was stupid. I was like, uh, "Why in the hell?" I get it. You want to go up there, but you didn't think that they weren't gonna have fucking shit to keep from people to go up there. Like, yeah, he's like you should have common sense with it. And that's why I thought that he was dumb anyway. Like nobody yeah, did that shit. I, but I mean, I thought he was. In the movie, like I like the nurse, Nurse Jerhad. I would, um, I liked pretty much everyone in this movie. I think they all played their parts really well. Um, Ed Scrain, Scare, whatever he's he's a per- he plays a good asshole. I mean, he was perfect as Francis and he was good in this. Um, nothing wrong with anyone else in this movie. I loved Rosa Salazar in this movie, and I actually liked her performance the second go-around more than I liked it the first time. Um, I like the fact that she becomes, she does, like in the manga, she becomes a motorball player uh, to try to get up to the city to take out uh, the main bad, and who who actually is a cameo by... Uh, my name, My brain just took a break. And I do apologize. Edward Norton. Because I don't have it written down. So Edward Norton actually plays the big bad. So you know they were setting up a sequel. And it sucks that they, I guess, $200 million over budget isn't considered a good movie anymore. Like, maybe they spent too much on it. Because um, it was $170 million, But with what they're spending on Marvel movies nowadays... And everyone expects a movie has to make a billion dollars to be a box office hit. You're, you're taking an anime, an OAV, a manga that not the majority of people are going to know about. So it's it's not like it's not like Spider Man. Millions know who Spider Man. Whereas if let's say twenty people, twenty million people know who Spider Man is. Maybe one million people know who would lead a battle. And that's not taking anything away from the manga. The, or the source material because there's really good animes out there. My favorite being Eerie as Aram, the animation. And I rarely find someone who knows what I'm talking about. That, that's my favorite main, my favorite anime. Um, I don't even really watch anime anymore. And I'll still tell you, that's my favorite one. I loved it so much. I had a friend who I worked with Disney with that loved anime. And I, I, I was like, I want you to watch this. This is how much I love this. And I even bought it for her for her birthday because I really thought she needed a copy of this movie um, or this. OA- I think it's more of an OAV series uh, area, but I saw it on the sci-fi channel. That's why I wish sci-fi channel still did like anime week. Like they did back in the nineties. Um, Cause if they did anime week and maybe, maybe battle angel Alita was on there or battle angel or some of them, but that's how I heard of Armitage the third that we did on this channel, uh, this podcast. That's how I've done. That's why I know about Iria, Galaxy Express three nine, which was from the seventies. And I feel like, because I really liked this movie, and I really wished it had done better. Because I think it deserved to do better. I think it was a really good film. It was really well put together. 
had a great cast. Um, like I said, I didn't really care for Rosa Salazar as the captain from the short trip, just from the her performance. And I don't take anything. I'm not trying to take away from her as an actress because I thought she did really well in Alita Battle Angel. And I think this movie had a lot of heart for being like a sci-fi action film. You could tell that there's really an in-depth story here that's hard to cover in two hours. So I really feel like there's more to this and I want more. So if we were going to do what we do with older sci-fi films on this podcast, where we rise from the grave, let it die, rest in peace, I would definitely want this one to rise from the grave slash rest in peace because I think it's great. It doesn't need to be rooted per, rebooted per se, but we need more of it. I think it's a great film. Um, this, basically, she goes, I feel like there's some pieces missing because they had to condense this manga into a two-hour film. So, of course, they had to make cuts. No, we, I, I, I would have to read the manga. If I ever read the manga, it's kind of like, like I mentioned Ender's Game. This kind of reminds me of Ender's Game. Ender's Game as a movie could have been so much better than it was because they just they took out so much of the book. And the book, whatever you want to say about Orson Scott Card, whatever. I know there were some things of about 10 years ago, I guess, by now, about him, about when this movie that movie came out, about 2013, so going on 10 years. Yeah. But his book, his book is amazing. Ender's Game, I, haven't, I know there's a series of books, but like Ender's Game is amazing, the book. I imagine that with how much story they had to cram into this, and you could tell that James Cameron, well, I've said many times that James Cameron's kind of an asshole, but he is a smart man and he knows how to tell a story. So you know he, he put what needed to be in this movie. You, you know Robert Rodriguez put what needed to be in this movie. They probably didn't want to cut or anything that they you know pick and choose, but they had to because of time yeah. constraints. And yeah. I didn't look who the the people who actually oh yeah this was a this was 20th century fox this was like the last 20th century fox movie before the disney acquisition and every time i watch a fox movie i just imagine ralph wiggum going da, 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 ever since the simpsons movie but and i could i you know there was a lot of trivia here because a lot of people don't know what this is about i think this is definitely something people need to check out and jeremy sorry you're you're we just keep talking and don't let you really get in the word. Um, it, it's, it's a good film. I like the acting. I like the actors. Um, the only reason I think this fits in is the YA is because the whole dystopia female heroine, which I, I don't mind that. I mean, I mean, as an adult, I thought it was okay. I mean, I like the hunger games. I like the book, the hunger games, I like the Hunger Games series as a book, except for the ending of the third book. And <laughs> that's something we'd get into if we talked about the Hunger Games. So now that I've ranted long enough for most of this, Josh and Jeremy, what do you all have to add? Well, I, I think I already added everything that I needed to say. So, <laughs> What about you, Jeremy? I know you said you liked it when we were talking before we started well, yeah, I mean, I liked the movie a lot. I saw it in the theaters. Uh, one thing that I need to do, because I've went digital with most of my catalog, but I, I want to get the 3D version of this because it was it was built to be 3D. You can tell with a lot of the camera angles and stuff. It's the same thing with Avatar. I, I feel, and this is kind of me digressing, but it's another James Cameron movie, but... Avatar was one of the is probably the best use of 3D that I've ever seen. Um, so um, anybody that's watched Avatar, if you haven't seen it in 3D, try to see it that way. Um, I... But uh, but in terms of, uh, I would agree with what you said. Um, I think they need to make a sequel. I mean, to continue the story because it kind of ended that way um didn't kind of end that that way it ended that way so i want to see nova get taken out um i want to see you know and and i don't give two shits about what happened to Hugo. i mean it's obviously obviously part of the story and it's and it's how you know it 
it'll explain how she grew over time um, because of that death. I hope it, you know, when they when and if they do make a sequel, which I think they will, it's just a matter of when. COVID's kind of screwed a lot of shit up, so they have, and and um, I I agree with you. I I want to see more, and. That's why I think Hugo's the the fucking dumbest character in the movie. I mean, I get why he was well, I mean, there. it's, it's it, you, you could say he's dumb, but at the same time, it's like, well, in his mind, he thought the only way to protect her was to leave. So that's what he was doing. And the only place he could go was there, in his mind. So, you know, and, you know, yeah, Nova sent that protection down to keep people off the thing. Well, that's yeah. how he died. But, I mean, you know... You, he may not be dead though because he landed in a scrap heap like she did. I mean, it's not like they can't go and find him. I mean, that's true. And but the only reason I think he's dead is because they 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 after she's hanging from the sword because she takes Zapan's sword or Zapan. I don't know how they pronounce it in the movie. Um, he they 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 fast flash this fast forward for a few months and she's a she's a you know a motorball player. And she's the best. And you notice that in the end of the movie, she's wearing a different body. So she, in the manga, from what I read, uh, this was from the the wiki for Battle Alita Battle or Battle Angel Alita. She um she she changes her body armor to one that helps her for motorball. So she she changes her body out, like we would change yeah, our clothes. As far as I could tell, is like the other like ones in the series the. The uh, dude with the nut, uh, the swords or whatever, becomes like one of the bad. I'm like the main bad guys. Yeah, and, times. And but, I mean, was, it makes sense anyway. Like, yeah, like I thought that he was gonna be one of the main bad guys in this one, and then turned out that he wasn't. So, I actually want to see this in 4K. I I own it in HD. I have it. I own this on Voodoo. So I have this, you know, um, in HDX, which is their yeah. what they call yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah, I have it in UHD, which is 4K on Voodoo. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I want to get it, it to UHD. My, uh, I watched it on my uh, projector or projection today. Because I so have it was pretty nice. Because I have this. Because uh, I have a in my office. Well, I have a fifty-five, a sixty-five inch in my living room. I don't do a projection, which is four K. But I also, um, from my grandmother, may she rest in peace. Um, I took one of her TVs when we were cleaning out her house, and it's a fifty-five inch four K. So I want to watch. I want to see it in Ultra HD. I want to see how it looks with that next bump forward, and. So, Anyways, I So, what's the next one that we're going to be doing then, Joe? I'm thinking what I would like to do is. Sorry, to keep my. I, I got these really good earbuds from Sony when I got my new phone. And they, for some reason, I can't find the right rubber earpieces that keep them in my my ears um so I, that's why if you hear any weird sounds it's me keeping them from falling out i i think i want to talk about i want to kind of talk about toxic fandom on the next one because there's a lot of toxic fandom going on around right now and i think that's really going to kind of be what i want to talk about it's maybe not going to be as long as a uh, as long as an episode but I, I really think I think that's what we'll talk about next because I feel like it's there's because watching stuff this reset yeah stuff that I think I want to get off my chest and want to say because like people talk about all the people that were hating on Captain Marvel and but loving Alita Battle Angel and I watched I've seen both of them and I remember when this was out people at work were like so what do you think because everyone was like Ooh, Brie Larson and women power and and then you have the people are like screw brie larson and i'll be honest with you i don't really care for brie larson 
But I didn't hate Captain Marvel. Like, I'll just go ahead and say this now, kind of like it's set up. I really loved Alita Battle Angel. Did I think it was, did I think Alita Battle Angel, in my personal opinion, was better than Captain Marvel? Yeah, I do think it was better. Maybe that's just me. Uh, maybe it's part of that stigma of Brie Larson because of some of the stuff she said that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And maybe, but did I hate Captain Marvel and think it deserved all the hate that it got? No, it didn't deserve all the hate that I got. Did I think it was this hugely powerful movie? No, I thought it was okay. It, it was like a cookie cutter Marvel film. Um, that's why I think I like the lead of Battle Angel diff a little bit better because at least it was, you know, a little different. It was, it wasn't, because let's face it, and this is going to be more what we talk about next time. Again, this is, consider this a tease or a setup. Marvel movies are cookie cutter now because they have a formula and they're going to stick to it. And I think Captain Marvel was in that formula. I think Alita Battle Angel was a labor of love from James Cameron. Obviously, he'd been wanting to make it for 20 freaking years. And Robert Rodriguez says he's a fan. I'm going to take him at his word. You could tell that he cared because the movie and the, the actors, I loved Christoph Waltz's movie. The first time I ever saw Christoph Waltz was at, was in Inglorious Bastards, and I had no idea what, who he was. But then I saw Django Unchained. I'm like, oh, I love this guy. And then it, in the Green Hornet movie, he was really the best part of the Green Hornet movie. And I love the Green Hornet, the, the character of the Green Hornet. I did not like the Green Hornet movie. I thought, I mean, it was okay. I didn't love it. But that being said, and I think, I think like this one had more passion and heart behind it. Whereas was Captain Marvel was more of a cookie cutter. So I think we're going to talk about stuff like that next. Um, I do like to do things outside the graveyard, as I like to say, because, you know, for one, it's coming up with different sci-fi. There's a plethora of sci-fi movies. It's finding some ones I can get access to quickly and that we could talk about. Um, I do want to do Valerian. So probably after the toxic fandom, we'll do Valerian and then we'll do, I think I want to do Ender's Game after that. So those are going to be the next three things we do. Um, I really love the lead of Battle Angel. And one more thing about the toxic fandom. I feel like, for setup, I feel like everyone thought this, like Captain Marvel was this great, powerful movie. But yet, I feel like everyone forgot about Wonder Woman. Like when it came out in 2017, this is just my personal opinion. I feel like people forgot about Wonder Woman because I remember being stoked for Wonder Woman. I saw Wonder Woman in theaters. Freaking Wonder Woman. At first, you know, I was a little wavering on the casting of Gal Gadot, but I, I gave her a chance, just like I gave Ben Affleck a chance. I gave Henry Cavill a chance. But I, I loved Wonder Woman. I feel like everyone was praising Marvel, but I felt like Wonder Woman was this great film. And I thought Wonder Woman was better than captain marvel and i'll admit i'm a dc over marvel but i feel like wonder woman should have gotten some of that love that captain marvel got and so i want to talk about that kind of stuff next time um watch alita battle angel it's really really good it's worth the two hours you're going to sit in front of your tv pop some popcorn um you're going to love it i think everyone performed their roles very well especially you know jackie earl haley's good in everything he does um ed screen probably saying his name wrong was good francis i'm just gonna call him francis um <laughs> even kian johnson who played hugo was good at what he did even though i didn't like his character and who wouldn't want chris dr ito as a father i mean he was brilliant <laughs> so and then rosa salazar who wouldn't who wouldn't want to stand beside alita and go charging with her she had a lot of heart and she was very naive and so I want to see where her growth goes as a character in the movies. So any final thoughts, guys? I know, I, again, I took it up, but any nope. final thoughts? Before nope, I'm good. None from me either. <laughs> all right. So I, I think we're all in agreement. You should watch Alita Battle Angel. It's really good. Catch us next time. I do want to talk about fandom. It's probably going to be controversial. I know I don't get like a ton of view listens, but I am, I've only been doing this for a year. I'm still playing, you know, I'm figuring things out. Um, if you like this, please share it. I'm going to have all of our social media stuff at the end. It is pre-recorded, mostly because I. it's so much to say that I just 
made a, a stinger at the end. So please like all of our social media. It's all at the heart of geek. Um, please, you know, again, I'll give you everything fully in the stinger. And again, thank you all. Be safe. And we'll talk to you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Josh, you want to say goodbye? I said bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeremy just left, but everyone goodbye. Y'all right, take care. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. If you like what you hear, please check out some of our other podcasts as hosted by The Heart of Geek. That is Morbid Instinct, Wrestling with the Willies, and Screen Creeps. You can follow us on social media. We are at The Heart of Geek on Twitter, The Heart of Geek on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And when we do stream, it's not very often. We are just Heart of Geek. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.